This is the only book you'll ever need to be successful because if you don't show up, then nothing gets done. Don't compare yourself to other people because you're not like anybody else. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Licensed realtor Jonas Mitchell has been in the real estate business for over five years. His goal is to help as many buyers and sellers connect as seamless as possible. In this episode, Jonas shares the truth about working with the Greetings Virginia Sales Network. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Today, I'm really excited to talk with Jonas Mitchell. Jonas and I are going to be talking about his journey from the military to bartending to real estate sales and the the pitfalls in between and the successes as well. Yeah, welcome, Jonas. Hello, welcome. Uh, Hello, Dan. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Jonas, tell us, who are you? Well, obviously, Jonas Mitchell from Louisiana, born and raised, and I made the transition up here into Washington, D.C. back in 2001. I joined the United States Marine Drum and Bugle Corps, and uh, while I was in the military, I married, had a family, and just so happened that the unit that I was in, we traveled very extensively, just about six months out of the year, just not all at once, so we broken up throughout the year, but I would always be gone for my son's birthday, and so that really kind of put a damper on on me really wanting to stay in the military. I'm very much a family first kind of person. So I ended up getting out of the military and into bartending just because I asked the bartender one time while we were out for drinks, his story. And I was like, hey man, how much do you make if you don't mind me asking? And he was like, I don't know, thousand dollars a week. What year was yeah. that? Uh, this was 2003. Okay. So I got out in 2004. 2003 is whenever I had this conversation with the bartender. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I make about $1,000 a week. I was like, wait, you only work like three or four days a week. How are you making $1,000? Mind you, I was like 20, what, 22 at the time. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, regardless, that was more than I was making and I was working all the time. So I was like, man, there might be something to this. So the next week I went into bartending school just to kind of see if it was something that I liked. Loved it. Fell in love with it immediately. And decided that that was going to be my way out. So I ended up getting my bartending license, right? And then for the next year, I ended up just going back to the school because I knew once I got out, I wanted to kind of hit the ground running. And within that year, because I was going every single week, I ended up becoming a very good bartender with like no job experience. And so uh, I ended up going to my favorite place and asking them if I could bartend there because I was about to get out the military. And they were like, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, but no, we hire from within. And so you're going to have to get a job here. So I was in the military, of course. I started doing security because uh, that was my way in, right? And I just remember there was one day where I was sitting next to the bar and they had a private party and the bartender was getting like demolished. There were way too many people 
people there for him. And he was the only bartender. And they were like, wait, Jonas, you said you can bartend, right? I was like, yeah, man. Like, of course, like throw me in coach. And so they let me get in there and I literally like jumped in and it, it was natural because I'd already done this for almost a full year while I was back there. So everything worked out well. They were very impressed and they were like, okay, great. We're still not going to give you a bartending spot because we don't have any but let's at least make you a server so that you can start getting some experience. I was like, all right. Okay. That's cool. So then at some point you decided to get your real estate license, correct? Correct. So tell us about that. So I made the transition into bartending and loved it, made a lot of money and it's kind of a blessing and a curse. I heard somebody say that to me the other day, the velvet handcuffs of being a bartender. Yep. The money is great. However, when you want to transition out of it, uh, there are not a lot of jobs that are going to start you off making that kind of money. So fast forward a couple of years and some of my friends started to retire out of bartending and they were all getting into the real estate industry. Uh, not all of them as agents, but they were just doing something in real estate that they were happy and paying them very well. So I figured, okay, that's probably going to be my calling. I do have an uncle who does very well in real estate in a different state. And then I just started to get the signs. So there was one gentleman, I was sitting at the bar. We had just opened. He walked in, he orders a steak, and he's like, I'm celebrating. And I was like, oh, okay, what are you celebrating? He's like, I just made $70,000 in seven days. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How did you do that? And uh, he's like, well, I'm in real estate. And I was like, man, you make $70,000 in one week in real estate? How's that possible? So, he had a slow week, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm in commercial real estate. And what ended up happening was this guy had his building on the market. It didn't sell. I called the agent. They didn't want to give me the guy's info. So I just went and knocked on his door, pitched him. He decided to let me sell it. And six days later, I had it under contract. And I was like, wow. I was like, I obviously had no idea what he was talking about. Now I understand that's an expired listing, right? Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, okay. Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. I have an uncle in real estate. I feel like one day I want to go into real estate. Sounds pretty cool. So fast forward another couple of weeks, there's another gentleman. He comes in and this is going to be a funny story, but it's him. It's his birthday. And he's got about 18 people at his table. 17 of them are like the most beautiful women you'll ever see in your life. And then him. And I'm like, Okay, guy, I'll bite. What are you? <laughs> like, what's the purpose of this occasion? He's like, well, it's my birthday and I'm celebrating. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's an interesting way to celebrate, but okay. He's like, you don't mind me asking, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm in real estate. Come on, man. All right. So I'm assuming you make a ton of money and, you, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to tell me how much. It's fine. I get it. Real estate is obviously a viable thing for people to do. And my friends had both gotten out recently. So it's kind of like the trifecta of my friends getting out and they were doing very well. This gentleman came, sat my bar. He was in real estate. This gentleman came in, he was doing real estate. All right, maybe it's time for me to start trying to get the transition out so that I could move on from Bartini as well. Okay. So, so five years ago, you get your real estate sales license. So tell us about that. So you saw opportunity, you saw a new way of life, you know, to be able to, you know, you didn't see yourself as a bartender for the rest of your life. So five years ago, you get your license. What do you remember from day one? Tell us what happened after you got your real estate license. All right. So day one, I get my real estate license. I went to the school uh, with Long and Foster. So that was the first company that I worked with. And I went in Washington, D.C., but I wanted to be a Virginia real estate agent. So I actually didn't know that I was getting the wrong license whenever I went. So I got my license and I was like, all right, let's do this thing. And I show up at the Virginia office 
And I was like, all right, guys, I'm ready to get started. Let's go. Throw me in, coach. And he was like, yeah, no, <laughs> you can't do that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I got my license. He's like, yeah, you have your Washington, D.C. license. This is a whole different jurisdiction. You've got to go and get your Virginia license. So I was like, ah, all right. Well, good to know. So I started doing like a lot of training and reading and that kind of thing, preparing for my Virginia license. Okay. Where, this was like a Virginia Long and Foster at the time? Yep. This was a Virginia Long and Foster. All right. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, The 10-Step Guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. And so then you say, okay, I get my Virginia license. Right. So now I've got my Virginia license. And I just remember I was in class and they were going through the different ways that you can make money in real estate. And they were essentially legion, 13 ways to legion. And I remember looking at it and I was like, wow, this is a lot. You know, they were like, yeah, you have your sphere of influence. You can do expires and for sale by owners. You can cold call. You could join a government agency or something in the Chamber of Commerce. And they laid all these different ways out. And I was like, okay, you know what? They threw out expires and for sale by owners. And I remember the conversation with the gentleman who did the expired. So I was like, all right, I want to do that. So that's where I started. I ended up hiring a coach and I think I was with that coach for 18 months. And in 18 months, I had sold one house, but not at the fault of the coach per se. The coach himself taught me a ton about real estate, taught me a ton about how to get on the phone and talk to people, but didn't really teach me anything about business. And I remember very specifically, he said one thing, he said, this is the only book you'll ever need to be successful. And I was like, all right, man. So I'm reading the book and I'm learning and I'm understanding. What book was that? His book. <laughs> hey! <laughs> of course. What kind of pitch would it be if it wasn't his book? So now, mind you, if I go back and I look at that book, he's 100% right. But the book just gives you a bird's eye view. And as someone who's new, who has zero business experience whatsoever, you need someone to break it down for you, right? Like you need someone to say, okay, well, you need to get on the phone and call people. Okay, well, that's the bird's eye view. What am I going to say? Okay, well, cool. So then he gave me the words to say there. And I actually generated 150 appointments. Like it, again, what he had was right, because that was the easy part, getting in the door. The hard part was now once you're in face-to-face -face with this person, how do you take them from start to finish in 35 minutes to convince someone to allow you to handle their largest asset possible? 
And so there's a lot of psychology behind that, a lot of which I'm learning now, a lot of which you do have, and we've talked about this on a couple of occasions, but I just didn't know that then. So fast forward now, I'm two years into real estate. I've sold one property. I've done some rentals, but only one sale. And I remember thinking, you know, this just isn't going to work. Like, you, know, you didn't so have that table with you know, insane, the 17 right? friends. Uh, <laughs> I, I know you're a family man, right? But... <laughs> Maybe we should use a different analogy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just wasn't working. Yeah. Now it gets interesting because I kind of go back to the drawing board and I say, okay, I've tried this and it didn't work. And the idea that I had was I got on the phone and I'm chasing all these people down. I'd rather not do that. I'd rather have people come to me. So I paused kind of in the middle. I was still sort of working with friends and doing like sphere of influence, but I wasn't doing any type of active calling. I wasn't doing any type of advertising or like literally nothing else, no desk duty. None of that, just sphere of influence. So oddly enough, when I was just doing sphere of influence, I think I ended up selling like three houses. So I ended up selling more than I sold when I was trying to do it the other way, which is awful. But the important part was I started reading books like crazy. I ended up coming across uh, Ty Lopez and his 67 step program, which I do recommend to everybody, especially if you don't know anything about business and you want to get the general idea. Uh, it was a great sort of launching pad for me to understand what I was missing. Okay. And so when I completed that program, I already read, you know, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 books or whatever, but my entire worldview changed and I really understood what business was. And I, I just wanted to give you my definition very quickly because this might help somebody. But when you look at business in and of itself, it's nothing more than a process of helping someone get from point A to point B. That's it. Like that's the general basis of what business is, right? And if you can take that general idea, okay, I need, this person wants to buy a house, right? So here, find out where they are, regardless of where they are in the process, and then get them to sell or buy the house. Everything in between is just your process. And every single business has a different process. So I just had zero processes whatsoever. And I realized that I had to start putting them together. And I learned how to generate my own leads and understood marketing and understood what business really was. So that kind of put me that like, if you ask me, like that was like, okay, now go. Now you're actually somewhere where you can start doing something. So now you got the process in line, at least how to get the business. Yep. Okay. So then about what time frame are we looking at here? So this was about two years ago. Okay, so about two years ago, you realized that I've got the process of how to get business figured out. What happened next? Right, I'm sorry, that was three years ago. There's a one-year gap where I tested it, where I just, for one month, I generated some leads, and then mm -hmm. I had too many leads that I could handle, so I turned off my legion, and I just worked that group of people for a year, and it took me about 11 months of doing that to close one, and then, funny story, I ended up learning shortly after that that it takes about six months to 12 months to close an internet lead, which is exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, so now this works, and I got it, so then I turned the Legion on and now I'm actually generating leads at a consistent basis. And I'm like, now I got it. But even after all that work, I had to realize, number one, it takes a lot to keep the leads organized. Number two, it's a lot to follow up with all those people, even with all of the automated systems and processes that I put in place. So then I realized, you know, I need more people, but I don't have the money to hire anybody to do this stuff. So I might need a team. I don't know. I need a team around. I need a team of people. And now we can sort of introduce our interaction because I ended up, I was still in the process of going through and taking lots of classes. And I came across this group that were offering free classes and I went to one 
and they offered, it was out of Keller Williams uh, office, and they offered free KPAs, which is basically like a personality yeah, assessment. personality assessment. Right. Very similar um, to a disk profile plus some cognitive type thinking as well. There's analysis of how people think and act. Sure. And I highly recommend that to everybody. And the way they sold it to me was, hey, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. We'll do it for you. And we'll just see what happens. So I was like, cool. I went, I did it. I met Sheila. Sheila was awesome. Sheila Quadros. And we ended up connecting over books. And I thought processes were similar in how we kind of viewed the world. So we really just sat down after the KPA, which was very accurate. And we just kind of talked. And when we got done with our conversation, I was like, yeah, like, I know the whole, here's your free thing. So, you know, we want to try to sell you something. So I was already prepared for that because I already learned that in marketing and whatnot. I was prepared for another. Yeah, thanks, Sheila. You know, I'm really not interested in Keller Williams. I'm happy where I am. And she's like, you know, I feel you. And she was like, however, I just want you to have a conversation with this gentleman named Dan. And I'm the kind of person where I feel like words are important and we don't have to get too deep into it, but essentially like everything you see or hear is kind of meant for a reason. And so I was like, okay, universe, I'll bite. So I walked in and I ended up uh, reaching out to you and you had invited me over to the office to kind of see how your team works. And I was like, cool, fine. Again, I was like, I, something tells me to go and meet you. So I'll go and meet you. And as soon as I walked in, I had already had a very good idea of the process or of the team that I wanted to build, right? From the ISAs to the, to the marketing team to like all this stuff was good. And then I walked in and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. I think what Sheila understood was, hey, here's everything you're looking for. And there's a guy who's doing exactly what you're talking about. So you might want to go talk to him, right? So she made that connection on her part and kudos to her. And then whenever I walked in, it was kind of very natural for us to vibe together because I think it, we're very similar in a sense of what you're trying to do and what I'm trying to do. And I'm not someone who's so egotistical where I have to be like, no, it has to be under my name or else it doesn't work, right? And so I think that's kind of what brought us together. With Greetings Virginia. Yep, with Greetings Virginia. So, and so fast forward a couple of months. So we've been working together, I believe, since September? Something like that. Something like that. Either uh, August or September, we got together. And so it's been, what, three, four months? Mm, I and think a little bit more than that. We sat down and I showed you, you know, what I was looking to do. And you were able to take that and kind of fast forward it a little bit. We sat down together. We both lead gen uh, through my leads, right? And I think in that day, we ended up pulling out seven hot people who were ready to go. And we've closed one already. Many of them are uh, in the process of uh, getting their stuff together. But yeah, that I would say is, is has been very beneficial in uh, being able to work alongside someone who knows what they're doing. And you're, you know, 12 years advanced, right? from where I'm trying to be. And you're uh, so far have been very helpful in getting me uh, where I need to be. You already know, 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know, it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution. The 10-Step Guide to CPI, Consistent and Predictable Income for Real Estate Agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks.
How many clients are you working with right now? So right now I have so actively three and that's like where the deals, you know, can close at any time. And then pipeline, if we're talking like not active, active, like right here, right now, like I'm legitimately working with them, uh, whether they're with the lender or uh, whatever, six or seven, uh, maybe nine altogether. Okay. Yeah. And earlier you said you learned the process of, okay, here's how I get business, right? But they, you know, that's still a piece of the journey, right? Because we still have to get them to the closing table. Yep. What did you learn from the piece of finding somebody that is a legitimate buyer or seller that has the motivation and means sure. from that point moving to the closing table? What did you learn through that with uh, working with Greetings for Jaya? Quite a bit. So I can tell you the most important thing. I was not doing in-person meeting. But uh, case in point, what I used to do is if someone was ready to go, the system that I had in place, they would let me know, hey, I want to see this house. And I'll just meet him at the house and then we kind of build off from there, which was okay. Not the smartest thing to do. Instead, uh, now working with you guys, I now have a process where, you know, we'll have a, a phone call, initial phone call, a second phone call, and then we meet in person. And I have very specific conversations that I have with them ahead of time so that we can make sure that there are no crazy pitfalls uh, that will happen along the route. Or if something does happen, they've already been prepped for it. So uh, that's probably been the most important thing that I've learned in working with you in Greens, Virginia. And I highly recommend that to anybody. If you're a real estate agent and you're not meeting with people before you take them out man i will say it right now shame on you and i only say that because i just closed a deal that was probably the worst deal that i've ever handled uh, and the only reason that happened is because we didn't sit down and go through everything and get what needed to be taken care of in the beginning so it was getting taken care of essentially the week of closing which <laughs> is awful it was a bad idea so that's the other way to do it yeah and instead of doing it where you're figuring things out like the the week before closing Yep. What you found is that if you follow a process, has there been a client that you followed the process with that you got hired, that the outcome was different than what you had previously? Yeah, absolutely. So the first deal that we did together, this one closed I think, a couple months ago. He came out of that initial sit down that you and I had. And with him, we did it right, right? So we had the phone calls, we sat down, went through all the paperwork and got everything prepped and ready to go. So that by the time we went looking, he already had a very specific idea of, of not only what to look for, but how to look. And that process went pretty quick. He was ready to make an offer on the first. I think the first two offers we made fell through because we got beat out. Third, um, we ended up getting under contract and everything went very smooth. I remember we had an issue with that where there was something that was very old in the house. I can't remember. I think it was the, the HVAC system or something. And I was able to go and speak with, I believe I ended up talking to Tracy on this one, but she was able to give me the correct verbiage of how to approach it and what to say. They're taking that back. We spoke to the other agent, got everything worked out very easily and it closed very easily. Yeah. So you had the support of somebody with years and years of experience to be able to help. Hey, I've seen that problem before. <laughs> what about getting hired? So before Greetings Virginia, did you often get hired by buyers? And what's your experience today? Nope. I would get hired when we had a property under contract or when we were submitting our first offer, basically, is where the hiring process would happen before. And now we do that in that initial consultation where we're in person. Do you find that easy to get hired once you're following a process? Yeah, I've had zero problems. And you know, it's funny, going back to my original coach, 
he used to talk about how he would, you know, just place the contract in front of the seller and then, you know, kind of get them to sign. And that would just be that. There's really no sales pitch or anything behind it. And I never really understood how that worked until now I work with you guys. And that's kind of how the getting hired process works. It's just a, the next step in moving forward. And there's no selling involved because we've all, like you've essentially already shown so much value to the client that they assume that you're already working together. At least that's what it has seemed like so far. And so by the time I bring out the paperwork for them to sign so that we're getting them under an exclusive contract, uh, they're just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah, here we go. So just the natural next step in the progression of the relationship. Right. And that's from following a series of systematic steps along the line, rather than just being reactive, you're being proactive so that it's very natural to just get hired and then predictably work with clients that not only have the motivation, but also the means to be able to buy a home and then be able to write an offer that gets accepted. Exactly. What's been your biggest surprise that you've had working with Greetings Virginia? Biggest surprise, I'd probably say the ease in working with so many people, right? Because that's, you know, this is another part of business, right? So if, if you're the only person, like if you're a single agent, then you don't really have a business, you have a job. Uh, because if you don't show up, then nothing gets done, plain and simple right? So you've got to be the one to do all of your paperwork. You've got to be the one to go and show all the houses. You've got to be the one to make all the phone calls. You've got to be the one, you know, to essentially do everything throughout the process. And that's your job. If you don't show up one day, nothing happens. That's just the way it works. I like to use like Walmart, uh, right? Like that's a company, you know, the owners of Walmart aren't getting in there and like scanning groceries and they're not stocking shelves and they're not right. Like, cause that's what the business requires. Otherwise that would be their job. They have employees that do that or they have teammates and partners that do that for them. So the first thing that, that I really appreciate and it's a great surprise is the ease of working with so many other people because you know we do have people who are making phone calls and at the same time I do make my own phone calls but there's a, a group of people who are making phone calls and talking to buyers or sellers and then they pass that information over to us and they say okay here you know this person's kind of primed and ready for you now you jump in and then you can take over uh, in the process and so you have this kind of symbiotic group of people that are working together whereas you know, if I have some paperwork that needs to get done, then there's someone who has that responsibility. I do know about marketing, but I don't have to do my own marketing now because we have a marketing team. And so I can just talk to those people and say, hey, here's, here's an idea or hey, here's what I have. I'd like to see, is that possible? And then they'll say, yeah, cool, no problem. And they can handle those things for us. I overheard you before we started this conversation on a, a Google phone call with somebody from the team. Yeah. What was that? Tell us what what was that conversation you were having? So that was with B and B was reaching out to me because she has a an investment buyer who is looking to buy. I mean, he's ready to talk to an agent. And so she had set the appointment for seven o'clock. And so she was just checking in with me to see if I was able to have that phone call. Has there been anything that's been a fun experience with you while working with Greetings Virginia? Fun experience? Sure. We've got multiple. So we do, um, which is, it's great to be a part of a group of people who are doing a lot of the things that I already wanted to do and you guys are already doing it. So it's kind of fun for me in general, just because like I get to do what I want to do. Like it's awesome. But even more so, we've already done two client events since I've been a part of the team. I know you guys have been doing them for a while, but we've had one where we had the Toys for Tots drive where uh, I was in the Marine Corps and the, we did have a, a Marine uh, there. So that was uh, great to be able to, to speak with that uh, gentleman and uh, see all the toys that were brought in. We just went and we did uh, improv comedy, which was definitely interesting. 
about that? What do we do with the improv? So we just came in. It was three of us uh, that were doing it, uh, me, you, and Paul. And we just went to this improv class, and it's going to be over six weeks. We just did the first one. And, you know, you just go and be a big kid, if you ask me. You get to say whatever comes to mind, and you have to kind of go with the flow, which is interesting. So you find yourself in some really interesting situations or conversations, you know. And you can almost equate that to life a little bit. This was on my mind, you know, while we were going through it. I was like, you know, I wonder how many, if you were to say yes more often in life, Right. Instead, because we like to say no, uh, if we were saying yes more often, how interesting and how just how interesting would life be, right? If you were to say yes more often. So, Jonas, if there was one thing that you could change about your relationship with working with Greetings Virginia, what would that be? There's one thing that I could change with my relationship. So, I can tell you this life in and of itself is very interesting, and we like to put ourselves in other people's shoes and kind of see the meteoric rise of this individual or that individual that kind of happens overnight. One thing that I can certainly tell in working with Virginia with Greetings Virginia, and I'm I'm actively going through this process right now, is you start to look at your own life because like like you have like the circle of life, right? And you have like business and you have like life and like health, wealth, love, happiness, all that stuff. And so you have all these things that kind of need to be at a 10 to be operating, I guess what you would consider a successful life. And now that I'm working with Greetings Virginia, I see that I have all this opportunity and truthfully I feel like if I could give more time into Greetings Virginia, I could be more successful even faster, right? The difference is, is that now that I'm ready to run, I get to look into my own life and I'm like, okay, what are the obstacles that are stopping me from investing more time into Greetings Virginia, right? And so now it's created this whole new set of problems where the problems used to be, I've got to build my business, I've got to build this team. Well, it's like, no, I now I have all this. It was great. And if I could put more time and energy into it, then I'd be able to make even more money. Okay, cool. Well, now what's stopping me from doing that? Okay, these things. So now it's actually improved my lifestyle with family because my wife and I are now trying to figure out, okay, cool. What are the opportunities that we need to relieve some of the stress from home that can free up our time to be able to invest more time here, right? It's an all new problem that we're actively working on every single day. And I can tell you just this year alone, you know, we have three kids, me and my wife and my three kids, and then my father-in-law helps us out as well. So we have a lot of people in the household, which creates a lot of chores and things that needs to happen. And so we're now actually layering out our household the same way that Greetings Virginia is laid out uh, in the hierarchy. So we're now treating the house as the team, right? And so, okay, your responsibilities are this, your responsibilities are this, your responsibilities are this. And so with Greetings Virginia, we have a daily meeting every single day. And so now we're doing a daily follow-up with the household. And so it's it, we're kind of mirroring each other in the things that I'm learning from Greetings Virginia into the homes and being able to free up a lot of those those things is going to free up more time so that I can invest more into the business side of things. Uh, a unique parallel in how that's all working. Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm grateful to hear that. Let's finish this up, Jonas. So just a couple more things. So you mentioned the the power-up that we do each morning. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Has that been beneficial to you? Yes, absolutely. In good ways and bad ways. So number one, you get to see the progress that you're making, which is great. Number two, you get to see the progress that you're not making, right? So it's an accountability check and it makes you look at yourself every single day. And if you can take that appropriately, then it will certainly help you to improve on, on what you're doing. So essentially what we do is we look at our uh, our business both as a team and as an individual. That's my son. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we look at it from the team standpoint of, okay, how is the team doing? And we take, you know, our checks and balances. And then we look at the individual and say, okay, you know, how's your pipeline looking? How are you doing? And so, yeah, it's certainly a great thing to do. And I think everyone should be doing that. Besides the accountability, what else do we go through with the power up? So we go through the numbers, right? The analytics of what's happening with the business. How many appointments are we uh, having each day? How many times are we getting out and meeting people, having face-to-face interactions? How many group activities are we actually getting out and being a part of the community with? And so we take all of that and we put it all together. And again, we say, okay, here's how we're doing. You know, here's how I'm doing. And then we look at the team and say, how's the team? So scripts and role play, we do that each day after our sort of team uh, meeting. We break up into groups. Um, so the agents will go in with the agents, the and then the marketing team will break off and they'll do their thing. And so I like that because scripts and role play is always something that hasn't been important. Even from the very beginning, I was doing scripts and role play. So I think any agent, well, any agent period, because uh, I think you're always getting on the phone, you should always know what to say. Um, and you want yourself to sound very conversational while you're saying it. And if you're having to think and say, um, and well, and, and kind of make it up on the fly, the client stands to lose confidence in you. Whereas if you can just have a basic conversation like we're having here, then and, uh, that instills a lot of confidence in the people. Cool. What's the last minute thought that you can share as we finish up? Last minute thought. So here's what I would like to share with, and my message to kind of everybody is this, it's that you don't have to beat yourself up if you're not an agent who's successful. And more often than not, it's just you haven't built your systems and processes or you don't understand the basic principle of what business is. And this can also be attributed to your life, how I'm now equating Greetings Virginia to my lifestyle here at home. There's a spectrum for everything. And the right way to do something isn't necessarily the right way for everybody. Your right, My right way is going to be different from Dan's right way because Dan has a way that he sees the world and I have a way that I see mine. So you have to essentially become a reader. I would highly recommend taking Tyler. Lopez's 67 step program uh, because that's going to open your mind to being more accepting because again if I didn't have or take the conversation with Dan I wouldn't be here in the first place so that's my final thought don't compare yourself to other people because you're not like anybody else people may do something similar but not exactly what you want to do so yeah fantastic (laughs) thank you Jonas appreciate you man my pleasure all right good job man thank you very much that was really useful that's good stuff there all right man I appreciate you thank you appreciate you as well Dan thank you Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for membership at the Consistent and Predictable Income Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. What's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here. I'm really excited to be interviewing Sir Dan Roshan. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams. Dan is fantastic. He's a go-giver. He helps other real estate agents level up their business, level up their life. Dan's a very successful realtor as well as author. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity, some of his big traits out there. are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. 
If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there is no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington DC area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington DC, Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent, in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.